FF Larry Monkey. Hey, we're going to introduce him. Mississippi hippie. The redneck hippie from Mississippi. He is the Buck Skinner, the 16-team winner at Run DFF. Justin Rogers. Ta-da. Yo. Can you hear me? What's going on? What's going on? You know what? Super Bowl's around the corner, but it's never too early to start thinking about the rookies that are, I mean. Yeah, do you want to sing a little nursery rhyme? Yeah. This little piggy went to market? <laughs> no. To the Debbie Marketplace? Mm. Yeah, yeah, see what you did there, man. Very clever. So, yeah. Welcoming Kane. Debbie on sort of Kane, Debbie hey, Marketplace. thanks for having me, guys. It's a great, up, great, it's great, great pod. If you haven't heard it, Debbie Marketplace, right? All platforms. What else you got going on, my man? You can, yep. you're, you're working very hard this time of year. Yeah, so it's the Debbie Marketplace. We also have a Discord that's completely free. We're now up to, I don't know, almost 650 people in that Discord. Wow. Uh, completely free where we're talking about uh, Dynasty, Debbie, C2C leagues, uh, CFF leagues, really whatever um, NFL draft stuff because Shane Hallam's in there. I'm talking about all of his NFL draft stuff. It, it's a busy time of year. And then uh, also have the Dynasty Wall Street podcast and the, on the uh, Dynasty Trade Calculator feed that comes out uh, once a week. That's great, man. We just had the Pharaoh of Fantasy on a couple of weeks ago. How is this year compared to other years? I think in like the, the Grand Devi landscape, right? We, we already kind of knew what this 2023 class was, right? We, we knew there were going to be good running backs. We knew there were two good quarterbacks. We got... We got an addition of of a quarterback or two and Will Levis and Anthony Richardson that that event entered the the twenty three draft so that solidifies that class a little bit more. But for the twenty four class, that Debbie Horizon, the twenty four class is looking pretty solid. This is this past year is kind of the year that you would want them to see them start breaking out, right? You you saw them a little bit their freshman year. You want to see them take that massive step forward that sophomore year, um, because when they do that, that trajectory curve is is just so much higher when when they start to break up break out in their uh, sophomore year so we started to see that in quite a few really good players so it's going to be a really exciting 24 class um already got some freshmen that broke out this year in the 25 class that's super exciting the 26 class that's going to be uh incoming freshman <laughs> is the most hyped uh quarterback class ever coming into college Whoa. so we we have a really really fun um kind of next few years in in debbie like we have Arch Manning going to Texas. We have Malachi Nelson going to USC. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nico Iamelieva going to Tennessee. We like Jalen Rashada. Like, there's so many good players that that we get to deal with. So, uh, really, really excited to see um, how all that is going to shake out. But you know, it, it's been a great year. Great start training them 2026 first. Right? <laughs> hey, good luck getting them from me. Hey, if you're if you're in the listener league. Start trying to acquire those 2024 seconds. Two soon to be three copy listener league came where future firsts are in the startup. So it's like, and then, and then subsequently in the rookie draft. Right. So like I could, I could, you know, spend a very, very, very early pick on Larry's first because it's always early. Okay. And I would have Larry's first coming up for what year though? Two years. 25. So if I bought, if I, if I used my second this year to buy first, it'd be a 25 first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just two years out. That's like the, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so that's right. Get those 25 and 26 first or something like that. I like the sound of that. So what's your wheelhouse, man? I mean, in terms of like what? Yes, yeah, so we get a few dynasty leagues. Um, my favorite leagues that 
I commission are much different than the favorite leagues that I play. My favorite leagues uh, that I play, I think, are Campus Canton leagues. I think they're just really, really fun. Um, my favorite league to commission, so uh, we're, we'll kick off the third edition of uh, a Devi Best Ball League. Just an absolute blast. Super easy to commission, too, because teams are just so deep, right? 45 starting spots. So who are you picking up on waivers, right? Like Johnny Munt? Like, yeah. right, your, your choices on waivers are just so little. So, like, the the nice part is people don't have to spend their time on waivers, but they're just sending a ton of trades. Uh, so it, it's super fun. Also with best ball, too, like, it makes it fun, especially with Devi players included. It It's just super fun league. I've kicked off two of them. We're kicking off the third one this year. So um, super, super fun kind of leagues that we get to run. And campus to Canton, like, what, just a brief overview for somebody that might not know exactly what that is. Yeah, so it's almost like what some people think Devi is, right? They think that, like, oh, you have this, like, team of Devi players, and then they'll just come up to your NFL team. Uh, Devi itself is you just draft a few players, and when they come into the NFL, you just add them to your team. Campus to Canton, you have an entire team that's scoring points on the college side. Oh. Um, so you're competing there. And you could have 40 players on your team in the college side. And then when they graduate or enter the NFL draft or what have you, uh, they're going to move up to your NFL side. Yeah. So it, it's almost like that pipeline that uh, that kind of feeds itself. And um, it's one where rookie picks don't really matter, right? Because what is that? 480 college players are rostered. The odds of like one of those guys slipping through into like one of the high profile guys slipping through is pretty limited on that. The only one that did was Trey Lance because there's there's no there's no college site that allows you to draft FCS players. Uh, because as soon as you do, you're opening up a, a can, right? Like there's just no way to do it. Um so that that's really the only one that's kind of ever gotten through. Like, sure, you can say like Pierre Strong, but but that's like the best player that's coming through, right? Uh, a rookie third round. Because you also have yeah, you also have waivers on the college side, right? So you have, some leagues have up to like four waivers on the college side. That's that's another forty eight players, right? That aren't going to get through. Well, so in, in addition, it's like playing two leagues. Yeah, because you play the college league and you have your pro team. Where in, like a traditional Debbie league, those players are just dead weight on your roster until they get to the until they get to the league. So yeah, so like what I, what I try to do is, is we kind of just half the pot, right? So half of it's going to go to the college side, half of it's going to go to the yep. NFL side. So you could play it however you want, and you can completely sell out on one to get better on the other. And that, I think that's what's really fun. If you're a person that likes trading and likes college football, C two C leagues are the way to go. Mm -hmm. Right, because you just get more assets to trade instead of Larry trying to find a trade with forty players on his NFL roster. He now gets to find a trade with eighty players, right? Nice. Some of his college team, some of his NFL team, and it's nice because people are are competing in different sides, right? That's the nice part. Like I might be competing on the college side, and Larry might be competing on the NFL side. Better chance we're going to be able to find a trade in That's there, a good right? Point. Right. Um, so it, it just makes it more fun and a lot more trading. And I, I think it, it just makes it more exciting uh, because you're you're trying to pick up players that before you got into C2C, you didn't even know who they were. Does yeah, this right? make it like who's the Buffalo, the Buffalo University of Buffalo starting running back? Right. Like, oh, Dylan McDuffie. Is he the guy? No, he transferred. <laughs> Do you see like when someone has a stud college team with actual NFL prospects? 
that they transition and make the move to the NFL as their players move in? Or is it more like they stick to the college and, and trade those assets? What have you seen more of? I think, I think it's a little both, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think, um, there's there's some right it it obviously depends on how the person plays but um i've i've definitely seen a lot of both um and i, I think startups make it more exciting right like if i'm doing it like a c2c startup right now i'm going heavy quarterback on the nfl side right yeah. i want to make sure i lock down those quarterbacks because in college right now you're taking a lot of risk on some college quarterbacks you got like two or three and everything after that's a crapshoot like you're drafting a freshman or you're drafting a guy in round 20 yeah that's the quarterback at austin p right like so you you decide how you want to go about that but uh, i think i think it just makes it fun but i think some will hold on to those players and, and move up into the nfl right and some um some will probably say sell a few of those assets and continue to have that run on the college side um and and bring just some up instead of doing like almost like a like Kentucky basketball did like six years ago right where they had the two platoons of five guys where they would just sub in guys at any time um we don't see that as much where someone just completely sold out mm -hmm. that like where they bring an entire roster up because there's just not enough players sure and it's too difficult to happen have you seen any teams where they're competitive on both sides or is that pretty hard to do as well no I have some um oh hey <laughs> um no and see this is why right like when when i started c2c leagues i was like okay i'm gonna draft like the first eight ten rounds as debbie and then i'm gonna draft the rest as just college producers we've kind of changed the way that we've been looking at 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 uh, the debbie marketplace now we're about like four or five rounds we're doing debbie in a startup mm -hmm. and then everything after that cff producers because as we're getting into it like these these cff producers are now becoming like actual nfl assets right, right. um and, and you see them at the That's senior bowl like starting to yeah and and they are for sure but we now have this added added kind of buffer of the nil where like if you're good at a lower school there's now a better chance that you're going to be able to transfer up especially since we since we don't have a transfer window anymore or where they have to sit out a year, right? We don't have that anymore. So people are able to transfer and instantly start playing at Alabama or instantly go to Georgia, instantly go to Louisville, right? Like these places that have had wide receivers that transfer up and start playing right away, play for one year and go to the NFL, right? Like th this gives this gives people the idea to do that. Just look at Dorian Singer. He just transferred up to USC. He's going to be there for one year, and he's going to be a top 75 pick in the NFL draft next year. Since we're talking about Debbie and you know, startups, like I mean, you mentioned QBs kind of like the crapshoot, so you should load up on what, you, how, how, what direction do you go, man? You load up on running backs or wide receivers? If I'm doing a Debbie startup and I'm just looking at Debbie players, if I'm not getting – right, it depends how solidified my, my NFL squad is, right? But if I'm not getting Caleb Williams from USC or Drake May from – north carolina there's a lot of trepidation with what comes next right and whether that's taking a shot on arch manning or quinn ewers at texas or if you're waiting another round and a half before you take your next quarterback and that could be malachi nelson at usc right like so i'm i'm kind of stocking up on uh wide receivers and running backs there's not really a lot of tight ends that i'm too happy about except for one 
Um, I think everyone knows who that is. But yeah, we do. Go dogs. Brock Bowers, huh? He's very good. Very good. He's what we wanted Kyle Pitts to be. I said it last year. He was going to be a better prospect when he entered the NFL than Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is very good, and he's good, really good at what he does. But, like, if you wanted the pure unicorn at the tight end position, Brock Bowers is taking handoffs 75 yards. Yeah. So Brock Bowers is, is Kyle Pitts – Plus, he's a refined, in my opinion, and this is just as a Georgia fan, and I'm not a Homer fan. Like, I, I, I could tell you, like, everyone's like Stetson made yes. this, whatever. I think he's a, a six-rounder or best, whatever. You know, and I hated Nicole Hardman. But Brock Bowers <laughs> is a more refined player than Kyle Pitts was. Kyle Pitts is a ridiculous athlete. But but Brock Bowers plays the, plays the game differently than Kyle Pitts does. And I like, I mean, I'm all in on Kyle Pitts as well. But he just... When you see what he does on the field, it's different than what you see. Because it's not like – Brock Bowers is not like the crazy freak athlete. He's not going to run a 4-4-0. He's not going to have a 39-inch vertical. But go ahead, Kane, because you – you will run, run close to him. Than I do, but 4-4-0. He'll run close to a 4-4-0. He'll, he'll run like – I don't think he's going to run four nine, but I don't know. Either way, it'll either. be high four fours or low four fives. Either way, still super fast for a tight end. Mm-hmm. But like he's he's that question of like what if what if an athlete that was super athletic already just knew how to play the position, right? Like he answers that question, right? 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 Like he he can do everything. Um, so he's he's pretty clearly the uh, tight end one because there isn't really a tight end two. Wow. Yeah, not right now there maybe someone pops up, but it's just like you, Jatavian from Texas, who I really like as well, um, but it just doesn't even come close to Brock Bowers. So I'm in a, a Debbie depleted 12-team, two-tight end, 1.75 league, start 13. Someone just picked up this orphan, and he just wiped out his team. And one of the trades he made when he was flipping this team in the past day and a half, he traded a bunch of crap and Brock Bowers. And when I say a bunch of crap, I mean Keyshawn Vaughn, Damian Williams, and Kenny Galladay. Brock Bowers for DeAndre Swift, Marquise Brown, Christian Kirk, and Cole Komet. Now, is Brock Bowers worth DeAndre Swift, Marquise Brown, Christian Kirk, and Cole Komet? These are like four starters uh, so, in a start so the person that Yeah, so the person that uh, got Bowers in that trade asked me about that before he did that trade. Oh. Um, <laughs> Hold so, on. yeah. Can I, I just, okay, let me just, let me just say this. So, my daughter asked me, this morning daddy why did you say the f word in the bathroom <laughs> and and it's because i i i went in the bathroom opened up my phone and saw this deal and i was like i was like what the fuck <laughs> i think that's exactly what i said i, I clearly I said the f word so in your eyes that's that's a, a decent deal yeah that's fine with me like mainly because in a start two tight end with heavy premium like brock bowers is going to have more value than kyle pitts when he becomes a rookie Right, like it's going to happen. So, like it, he's going to have increased value, and like it, it's basically like, how do you feel about the best piece of that deal was DeAndre Swift, right? It's like, how do you feel about DeAndre Swift? Well, if you ask me, I don't feel good about him. A collection of of players that are subpar, and getting the one good player, and you you can argue right in the in a start thirteen that you should maybe have a different strategy, but it certainly helps to have some studs on your team along the way. We have another Debbie question in, or it involves a Debbie depleted league. Mercer's in the chat. He says, Drake May or Rocket Sanders 
at the 101 because it's Debbie depleted. He's got Mahomes and Watson and Caleb Williams at QB, and he says his running his only running back is JT and a bunch of other junk. It, it doesn't doesn't matter. We don't we don't draft heavy players for for need. We only draft heavy players for value. And if we're looking at who's going to have more value and who's probably going to have more value in a year, the quarterback. There's two Debbie quarterbacks that have played well. Like, there's just two. We have Caleb Williams and we have Drake May. Those are the only two. There's seven seven running backs that are good. You can trade Drake Drake May for Rocket Sanders Plus next year. That's what it really comes down to. Drake May is going to be a top five, top ten pick, like, without a doubt. Even if he has a subpar year. He's going to be a top 10. I like what you said there that and it, it applies even more in a Debbie than it does in just a regular rookie draft is draft for value at, at the Debbie because you're not even using these guys right now. So well, and you're, you're, you could be one, two years away from these guys actually even being on your team. Your team is going to look so different. Like we've all taken over teams that maybe at the beginning of the year look completely different than at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to, it happens in every league. So, I would rather just add the best players I can on the Debbie side and not try to just fill a positional need. Like, it just doesn't make sense. You're going to find a running back somewhere. Mm. Like, you don't need Rockets. Rocket Sanders, he's in the 25 class. It's like, or excuse me, 24 class. Uh, so, like, A, you got to wait a year for him. And B, I'm assuming you'll find another running back this year. Let's get into the, the incoming quarterbacks. First of all, last year just freaked everybody out, I think. Like, oh, my God, these quarterbacks that everyone had high hopes for. This go-around, we have C.J. Stratton and Bryce Young. Are these guys legit starters in the NFL, Kane? They're very good at football. They're top five picks. I, I'm all in on the C.J. Stroud train, but Bryce Young scares me. Because he's like a smaller Kyler Murray without the legs. Like he doesn't run. So what does he have? What does he do for you in the NFL? What's his real ceiling? Well, so so A, he can run. He chooses not to. But he's never run. So Which, I mean, whether he can or not, he never has in his career. Uh, right? he, he actually did in high school. Um, so in the high school, his senior season, he had 500 yards rushing with like 14 touchdowns his senior year. So like he, yeah, but, he can run. Just the product of the Alabama offense yeah. is don't run. That's mm-hmm. fair. They don't right. well, you have the best. You have, the, you have like one of the two best offensive lines. Why do you need to run? Yeah, let's wait for a receiver to get open. Like running's not an option. <laughs> only face George once, right? Like you don't need to. You don't need to run out of the pocket the other eleven games. Mm. Like it, it just doesn't make sense to. So like, yeah, he's really good. He can throw it everywhere on the football field. It doesn't matter how big he is. He can sling it anywhere. Um, and he hasn't had any issues with balls really ba- being batted down um, because he has a really over the top throw throwing motion so like Bryce Young's good um he's got good athleticism uh I have absolutely no problem with him as a player do these guys Uh, have a ceiling of like a quarterback one I mean are they worth spending that 102 on and 103 or whatever I have CJ Stroud at 102 Bryce Young at 103 don't really I'm I will kind of mix up who I take just to diversify a little bit doesn't matter to me right but if we look at the current like quarterback landscape, like they're already going to be like QB. They're right now QB 13 and 14, easily 13 and 14, right? It doesn't take a lot for them to go up. Do you know who's below them? Let me just, I even made some notes for you guys. Look, I mean, if you're so prepared, right, <laughs> like right below him, Trey Lance, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, uh, Danny Dimes, Kenny Pickett, right? It's like hard to drop. That's for sure. That's, that's, you know, 15 through 20 right there right so like 
there's there yes there's room for them to go up because it's pretty difficult for them to go down they have to be right. abysmal like Kenny Pickett increased in value I also don't care about individual players all I care about is values I only care about values of players I think the I think the perceived value of Stroud is higher because of Bryce Young's size right so gotcha. just the perceived market value of CJ Stroud is higher so you would take see you would take Bryce Young with a small plus over CJ Stroud just because you like the player individually if yeah you plus I I would say like this is the Bryce Young plus a breath of fresh air yeah right like I don't care what it is I'll take it right it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter it could be a three could be a four like it could be a 24th three anything on top but the fun part is like if someone is wanting to make one over the other they're probably going to give you at least a two right like that's the fun part is like i don't care but i'm going to get a two on top yeah i would pay a two, would pay a two to move up from bryce young to cd stroud if i thought i needed to if i was yeah. if, if i was at the 103 personally i would pay the two because that's how i have them separated so um so yeah it makes sense yeah. if you like bryce young you know take the plus if you if you think of the guy that is moving up is trying to get CJ Stroud, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I would I would run home even with a twenty four two. Well, I'm, you're not going to catch me running anywhere, but like <laughs> metaphorically running. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mercer's in the chat again. He's got another one. Uh, same oh, league, so that Debbie depleted league. Jalen Waddle or uh, Addison in the one ten. Jalen Waddle or Addison in the one ten. Is that what I heard? Yeah, that's right. right. Uh, Jalen Waddle by a good bit. Yeah. In a Debbie depleted, especially, that's an easy because, choice for me. And it's also difficult to know how depleted we're talking about, right? We could be talking about that you could be choosing between like Arch Manning and like Katron Allen and yeah, like the 110. And I'm like, ah, I don't really want to do either of those. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It could be, it could be 30 Debbie, Debbie guys out. It could be, you know, right. 70 Debbie guys. How many Arch Mannings do you currently have? Any? Right now, zero because we, in most of my leagues, we don't allow uh, high school players to be drafted. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how many will I have? Not on like a dark, you know, in like a dark Debbie league where like, <laughs> you draft like, you're prowling junior, junior high. high. No. Uh, I, I've been in a few. Uh, I, probably, I'll probably end up with, I don't know, with its current value, maybe two, maybe one or two. I've, there's a better chance where I end up with so many malachi nelson shares it's unreal see what i find in debbie leagues is that an early first still holds value like the 101 102 103 because you got a few guys that come through but as you get to that later first it's almost it it really can almost feel like third round because you get into like the 110 111 112 and mercer updated he's got 48 guys 48 (laughs) guys you're really reaching now Like it's a late second at best most of the time, because you yeah. just you the year before everybody snagged all these prospects, so yeah, and you're it's like you're basically you're basically trying to bet on either like third year breakouts, or like you saw a flash from a guy in their freshman year, or you're taking a freshman right. Those are the options that you have in a Debbie depleted. So right, uh, yeah, I would just take Jalen Wall, take the better player, get the stud. Jalen Wall's a stud. So the Senior Bowl just occurred kind of kicks off the off season and really the draft season it's like the the, when you're on a disney cruise and they like when they're about to come out dancing they blow the big horns that's kind of a senior bowl 
Well, maybe not exactly, but close. I get all the tape sent to my computer. Yeah, we watch all of it. Nice. Whenever so, you're ready to meet at the Senior Bowl, we can go to the Senior. I'm I'm from like 45 minutes from Mobile. Uh, you're probably not going to catch me down there. It's warm, Kane. It's warm today. It was like 70 degrees. Or 70 degrees in Mississippi? Yeah. Oh, man. That's the only nice. problem is it's Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any fantasy-friendly names that caught your eye in the Senior Bowl? Or- yeah, so I think the biggest one that you probably saw all over Twitter um, was Ty J. Spears, the running back from Tulane, right? Yeah. Like, I'm a campus to Canton player, a CFF guy. So, like, he's been on my team for a couple of years. Yeah, he's good. Also, you're going to make linebackers look foolish when you do a double move on a one-on-one route. Like, yeah, you're going to win the double move. Good job. That's, that's what happens. So, yeah, he's obviously a big stock up. Kenny McIntosh, the running back from Georgia, I think he might be one of the most underrated running backs in this entire draft class. Like, if James Cook can get draft capital, Kenny McIntosh could walk into draft capital. Like, Kenny Kenny McIntosh, like, he was playing more snaps than James Cook last year. He's one of really, like, Eric Gray took a huge step forward um, at Oklahoma this past year. So I think he's got a great chance as well um, to be potentially late day two. And, uh, you know, the other one is was tied in Luke Musgrave. Um, from Oregon State. Yeah, the guy that was bigger, faster, and stronger than the linebackers like caught passes over them. But like it, he he was doing it in 11 on 11 drills, right? He wasn't just doing it on one on ones. And that's what's important that when the whole defense is out there, he's still able to catch passes. So like, yeah, I think he's, he's pretty solid. Um, he's probably late second round at this point in rookie drafts. Like, did they improve their stock? So, yes and no. The first thing is, like, they improved the markets, like, the dynasty markets perception of them. That's a different animal of itself, right? Mm-hmm. Other than, like, mm-hmm. did they improve their NFL draft stock? Like, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. They did. Did they do enough that, like, would make this massive increase in, like, the market valuation of, like, current dynasty players? No. But people just didn't know who they were before then. Right. Right? Like, this the senior bowl kind of kicks off like people that that do like just dynasty don't do any devi or c2c or anything like that this kicks off they're like watching these players uh so it's perfect if you're a highlight watcher because all there is at the senior bowl is highlights so if we're talking about a 12 team rookie draft what's the third round looking like because normally third rounds kind of kind of where the crap starts to take shape so if, if we're looking at third round picks here like you're still going to draft guys probably like Chase Brown, uh, running back from Illinois, potentially Tank Bigsby, running back from Auburn, Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah. Uh, potentially, right? Th- there's just so many running backs in that second round that, like, someone's going to get bumped out. It could be him. It could be um, Izzy Bonaconda. Uh, Tajay Spears is probably second round now. Kenny McIntosh is probably late second, early third. Eric Gray is probably wow. late third. You have wide receivers like Marvin Mims and Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed just went off at the Senior Bowl for Michigan State. One guy that I thought was really going to raise his draft stock at the Senior Bowl was Roshan Johnson or Rojo, the running back from Texas. He broke his uh, a bone in his hand on day two. You know, you have a lot of fun players. Additional wide receivers like Parker Washington, Cedric Tillman, uh, Tyler Scott, A.T. Perry, Trey Palmer. Like, there's a lot of good players. Just the kind of decider now is going to be draft capital. It's a deep tight end class. So let's just say 1.75 tight end. Are these tight ends coming off in the second round just because it's a 1.75? Uh, Luke Musgrave probably will. 
I don't know about Dalton Kincaid, but there's there, we're now hearing first round draft bus on Dalton Kincaid. So really anything's possible. But I'll give you three more tight end names that you might not know um, that I think are also worth taking a, a shot early third, especially in a 1.75 tight end premium, like early third to fourth round. Uh, you have Tucker Craft, a tight end coming out of South Dakota State. Little FCS action there. Mm -hmm. um, Darnell Washington is going to be overdrafted in rookie leagues because he's six nine. Oof, that's um, Georgia boy there. But if you can have a six nine tight end, uh, you're going to have him block. Just a thing, right? Yeah, he's a he's a fucking meat locker. Is what he is. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But but right, what's the first thing that we need a tight end to do? To score fantasy points is get on the field. On the field. Right. Like he'll be on the field blocking, that's for sure. A, a guy I really like. You got uh, coming out. Of, I unfortunately like him, right? Because I'm a Gopher fan, so obviously I hate Iowa. But Sam Laporta, uh, the tight end from Iowa, he's pretty solid. Like I think a sleeper is Zach Kuntz. He's like a six seven, six eight, two hundred ninety pound tight end coming out of Old Dominion. Like two ninety. Yeah. Is he a left tackle? That sounds uh, well, like a left tackle. There was some talk that he was weighing in at 290. So what is he actually, actually going to weigh in at? Great question. Um, but he's fun because he's also 23. Some people have said he was up to 290. Some people said he weighed in at like 260. So it's like, it's really all over the map. If you're but walking yeah, into the pizza buffet and that dude's sitting there, you turn around and walk out. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not gonna, you're going to be hungry waiting for the pizza to be ready. He's six eight and twenty three. That's a big boy right there. Uh, so sometimes, you know, depending on who you're trading with and whatever the trade may be, you might big move out of Justin. He's the Mister Throwing a Third guy. I have this one league where I kind of blew up a an orphan, and I just tried to collect all the picks I could, and I ended up with seven twenty three thirds. And so I like to move around, slide up and down in the draft. But I was just curious yeah. about that third round, being that this is kind of like this big fancy class. And is it a big fancy class? Okay, so this is this is the argument that I will get in everyone with, right? There, a lot of people are going to say that this class isn't that special, right? Um, because it doesn't have top-level talent, right? But you have potentially four quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round of the NFL draft. You'll have at least three wide receivers go in the first round of the NFL draft. Bijan Robinson's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft, right? Paired with day two running backs. And do you know how many day two running backs there's probably going to be in this draft class? Could be up to 10. Like, if you stocked up on second or third-round picks, you're going to tell me that you wouldn't love a draft where 10 running backs go day two? I don't care who they are. <laughs> I don't care who they are. I don't care what team they go to. Do you know where they're going to be? It's on my roster. Nice. Any running back always is the motto. Right, like I, I don't care if they're day two, they're on my roster. If they're going no. round four and have an okay landing spot, they're on my roster. If they're going round four, right? Like, but you're also going to have these wide receivers. We're going to have another probably what three, four wide receivers potentially going round one. You'll have another ten go on day two. There's so many good players in this draft class. Like ten might be a, a little hyperbole, but you're going to be close to like seven at least. So you don't regret. I, I was talking about this with somebody the other day. But you know, last year it was it was like the after the 106 trade any first for for a 23 first, you know, a random 23. Because I, I think 106 was like the cutoff last year, and everybody after that was like 107 and later. Do you have any regrets over that, or like looking at how some of these 
picks turned out last year? You know, the Garrett Wilsons and the George Pickens and Christian Watsons. No, my motto was always 108 or later. That was my motto because mm -hmm. I'm a Kenny Pickett guy. And say whatever you want about Kenny Pickett. The one thing that he's really good at is being a first-round NFL draft pick. <laughs> Um, because that didn't take any skill from him. He was just handed that. Right. And, like, he increased in value. When he was named the starter, he increased in value. It's stupid, but those are the rules, right? Like, yeah. quarterbacks increase in value, real dumb. So, like, no, I don't necessarily regret anything after that. Like, right now, like, Christian, if the question is, like, would I rather have the 108 or 109 or George Pickens, I would rather have the 108 or the 109. I'd rather have a 24 first than George Pickens. So, like, I don't hate missing out on George Pickens because at the same time, do you know what I did miss out on? Everyone else that missed. The Sky right? like, Wars and the James Cooks. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there were, like, three players that hit later. In, in that, like, 110 to, like, 208, there were, like, three or four players. So, like, I, I'll take those odds. It's pretty ugly. Exactly. So, like, Second round yeah, of I last would, year's I draft would, was exceptionally ugly. Yeah, I'm so I'm cool <clears throat> with what I did. Gotcha. So what's your cutoff this year for 24 first? Do you have a cutoff? Or are you uh, not it's going to be a lot year? later than most people's. I'm at, like, 109, 110 right now. Like, provided that, like, the 24 first isn't super juicy, right? Like, <laughs> if it's a team that's bad. Yeah, I want the shot at Caleb Williams. But talking about 24 class, I just want to run something by you guys. So I've been thinking about this for a while, and we talked about it on the Debbie Marketplace Discord. Uh, this idea hit me yesterday, and I brought it up again on the on the DTC pod. And for this plan, you have to be a fan of Kyler Murray, or else it doesn't really work. And like, <laughs> okay, you're speaking to me. Hello. So you can take or leave Kyler Murray, right? Let's say that you have the 101 in this rookie draft, and you earned the 101. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like you just made a good trade. Like, your team's bad. Here's what I would rather do than take Bijan Robinson. And I love Bijan Robinson. He's the Dynasty RB1. Like, we all get it, right? See, right. this is what I would rather do. I'd rather have Kyler Murray. I would rather trade the 101 for Kyler Murray in, like, a mid to late second, right? That's kind of the price yeah. right now. And you might say... That's not great value-wise, but do you know what that does for you? That sets you up to take the get the 101 in the 2024 class. Because do you know who's not scoring points for you most of the 23 season? Kyler Murray. Yeah, he's great if you're on like a two-year so program. 100%. So what I would rather have, right, is Kyler Murray, a 23-second, and Caleb Williams, or would you rather have Bijan Robinson and Emeka Ibuka at like the 105 in 2024? <laughs> you choose. Yeah, I think that's easy. I, you know, I'm a big Kyler guy. Granted, people aren't playing the the look at headed to the 24. Make sure I have the 101 for 24 already locked up, right? But like, if you're if you are willing to play the long game there and truly build a dynasty team that's going to have two quarter two top 12 quarterbacks, well, how else can you do it other than in a startup, right? That's like true. this is you your uh, injured players and you know devalued players because. Kyler Murray is extremely devalued right now. So the 100%. point where I've seen him move straight up for the 102, I'm like, man, if I could move the 102 and for Kyler Murray, I'm in there. Exactly. And so he's he's setting us up for Caleb Williams uh -huh. in 2024. Hmm. Like, I think that's a better play in, like, the grand scheme of dynasty, right? If you know your league is a solid league and it's going to be there for quite a few years, like – this is a really solid bet, but you have to realize you're throwing away two years. Right. Right. Like right. if, if you're cool with that, 
Like, this is one of the best paths that you can make in Dynasty. It's okay, Caleb Williams, huh? You're on the Caleb Williams train, is he? Yeah, he's incredible. Caleb Williams is like if Kyler Murray's arm was better and he was... And the chance to be able to have two of them on the same team in Dynasty, I think, is just too good of a deal to pass up. So, as we are talking about these quarterbacks, these we have these other two quarterbacks that kind of snuck into the conversation for being in the first round. And after last year's scare, where everyone just pretty much got kicked to the third round, like Will Levis, if he was drafted last year, would he be a first-round pick? So if if Will Le- if the current Will Levis was in last year's class, he'd still be a first-round pick. Like, Will Levis will be a first-round pick. Will Levis is probably a top-ten pick. There's a chance Will Levis is a top-five pick. And you're going to hear a lot of people, like, Will Levis to me is a top-five pick. So, like, if you're going to hear a lot of people disagree with me on this, but I think there's a, a lot better chance that people are drafting Will Levis at 104, 105 than they are at 108, 109 this year in Dynasty. Ooh. Now, are you personally because a Will the, Levis guy, or, or is that just no, the I hate Will Levis. <laughs> I, I hate Will Levis. But Will Levis has the same natural ability that Kenny Pickett does, that he's going to be given round one draft capital. Right, like that's what he's given, and to me, that's enough. And a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, we don't want him," and that's fine. But like, Zach Wilson was shit. But do you know what Zach Wilson did? He started. He started just about every game for like a year and a half that he was healthy for. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great starts, but it was starts. He, yeah, I, sure. I pulled this up but after that rookie year that Zach Wilson was not that good. Oh yeah, hype. Yeah. What? He was a league winner in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. in a big playoff yeah. game. <laughs> Larry, Larry, you're not like <laughs> thing, right. Like he wasn't the best fantasy performer, but do you know what? Eighty percent of fantasy analysts did last year what? is talk about how Zach Wilson is going to take a huge step forward. <laughs> mm. Me and Rocky, Rocky and I were in that twenty percent. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, this you is can, what I you can already for. see that. Like, I was just going to say, you can already see that. Like Kenny Pickett is getting the same treatment yeah. this offseason, right? You can already see a lot of tweets about, like, how Kenny Pickett yeah. is going to take this next step forward. And guess what I'm going to do with, my, like, my 80% market share that I have with Kenny Pickett? I'm going to sell probably three-fourths of it. Right, right, right. <laughs> because people are now going to give me quarterback 16 value? Get out of here. He plays at least like he QB complete, 30. Like, I mean, at least Kenny Pickett completed a decent percentage of his passes, you know, was was sure. not completely awful, whatever. Getting back to Will Levis, I pulled this up the other day for somebody because they were, you know, they were talking about Will Levis and how he could be good. And I pulled up his competition, like his game log and looked at who he played. And I mean, he dominated people, you know, teams like Miami of Ohio and Youngstown State and Northern Illinois. But he when he played in the SEC, specifically winning, you know, teams with winning records, Florida, uh, 54% of his passes, 202 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, Miss, Ole Miss and Mississippi State combined 450 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, Tennessee, 98 yards and three interceptions. Georgia, 206 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. I mean, he was awful against good competition. Yeah, but, like, so is the play style for a quarterback, right? Like, K- Kentucky either throws a deep or throws a bubble screen. Those are the two choices. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and that's a really bad offense. Um, I certainly understand the trepidation with Will Levis. But, like, if I'm having to decide between, like, if I'm trying to des- to decide between Will Levis, a first-round quarterback, or, like, which cor- or 
for which wide receiver I like the most, like out of two guys, like I'm going to throw some of those votes to the quarterback, yeah, right? Because right. there's, uh, we have like 60 wide receivers we like now in the NFL, right? But we only like about 15 quarterbacks as a dynasty yeah. community, right? So I don't know. I guess I would rather, I'm going to take a lot of shots on that other quarterback. And the other one that we're going to talk about, right? Anthony Richardson. I don't know if he's a first round draft pick, but boy, is he exciting. He's yeah. 240 he pounds to throw about 75 yards and runs a 4-4. Does he does he scare you coming off the Malik Willis train of last year and this and watching 100%. him this season? Yeah, yeah that's what scares me. Is that like fifty five percent of his passes. I know, and it's not it's not pretty either. Like the balls are all over the place. You know, if you watch Florida play, it's like he'll throw a dime, and it's like holy shit. And then the next throw, it's like four yards overhead on a fifteen yard out. It's like what the hell is going on here? How that is this the same dude throwing the ball? So. Yeah, it's really erratic. The, I don't know if it's footwork or what, but well, the problem is he's a better athlete than yeah anything. Like I, I was talking to Shane because we were watching a lot of tape of him. And he's like, I don't think like Anthony Richardson is that great of a runner, and I was like, I don't think he is, but he's a great athlete, right? Like that's the difference. He's been able to get by as an athlete his entire life because who else is going to run that fast at that size from the quarterback position? Nobody. Ooh. Would Hendon Hooker have been in this conversation late first rounder if he hadn't torn his ACL? So is he yeah, a guy that's not a quarterback that was more efficient than Hendon Hooker? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, is he a guy that you might be targeting in the late rounds just as a flyer? Or is that oh, shift because he's gonna because well. the draft capital won't be there? Like if he gets third round draft capital, you are basically having to decide between like do you want Hendon Hooker or Roshan Johnson or Jaden Reed or Tucker Craft or Parker Washington. Like, he's probably going to get overdrafted yeah. into, like, the early third or late second because someone wants a quarterback. Like, I'll just take Deuce, Deuce yeah, Deuce Deuce in the, yeah, Deuce Vaughn in that same vein, right, in that kind of late third right now. You're going to have someone in your league that drafts Hendon Hooker at, like, the 301 or the 212. <laughs> Even when he goes, like, the bad choice. Into the third or but like fourth rounder in, in the NFL, yeah. Yeah, we're going to see it, right? Like, we all know the people in our league that are going to be like, oh, I'm getting a steal. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk wide receivers for just a second. Because okay. we have, like, the big three. Top three guys, Quentin Johnston out of TCU, JSN out of The Ohio State University. Just did that just for Shane. Uh, I can't believe you Jordan Addison out of uh, USC. Yeah, Butte is the other guy that, you know, honestly could probably be that fourth first-round wide receiver. going to be some leagues where Jalen Hyatt is a first-round rookie pick. He's going to run, like, a 4-2-9-40. So he's got yeah. wheels. He'll be drafted in the what's first round. What's his measurables? Because I don't know off the top. What's the, what's his measurables? Is he a small guy or is he a tall, lanky dude? Dick? Six foot 180. That's not terrible. Jalen High is good. Wrong. He's very good. And then you have other guys like Zay Flowers out of Boston College, Josh Downs out of UNC, mm-hmm. Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma, Rasheed Rice out of SMU. Like, Justin, we have to mention our Patreon before. We, we always forget to do it. And now it's the end of the show. No one's, everyone's already tuned out. But maybe I can maybe I can cut and paste this to the front of the yeah. show. I don't know. Yeah, we do. We do have to mention our Patreon. We, you know, we just fired the sucker up, um, adding a few members here and there, trying trying to get yeah. some chat going. We want to see you guys in the Patreon. Uh, you know, we're cheapies. We're 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 really cheap dates here. Three dollars a month for the low tier. Ten if you want our personal phone numbers. 
Yeah. Um, so you can get our, uh, you, I don't know if you remember from last year, if you were listening, but you can be watching live, asking guys like Kane questions about what's going on. Thanks for Mercer for jumping in and uh, watching. He's a patron of ours. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the deal. $3 a month. Search us up dynasty hot sauce podcast on Patreon and uh, become a patron, join the group, me, all that good business. So join the $10 tier. You get a free t-shirt. I did, I did a bunch of live rookie mocks. I'm going to be putting together a, uh, an ADP off of some of these mocks. We're going to keep doing those. Yeah. I put it on the, I put it on the Patreon and we, uh, and we made it public. So yeah, we I did three mocks uh, that that were public on our Patreon this this past Friday. So if you yeah, um, man, good stuff. To look it up, check it out, and maybe you'll get direct access to our listener league, which is we're expanding. Good. Yeah, it's two copies yeah. turn into a three copy. Forty-two teams. That's thirty. That's forty-one trade partners that you can have in one league. So yeah, message me or Justin, and you know we'll get you in. We got a few. We got a few already. Again, no rush. We're no rush to uh, get this league going because we no, like, like talking about it every single week. So there. So uh, well, let's just touch. We got K. We, we hit touched on all the positions pretty much, but running back, we haven't really. Yeah, gotten into the, the RB. I mean, we I mean, we won't waste our time on Bijan because yada yada yada. We all know about him. There's Gibbs, and then then there's just a tear break. How, how what's it? How how big of a gap is it between Gibbs and say Zach Evans, which is the presumable RB three? Zach Evans is my RB eight. Ooh, spicy, um, nice. The gap isn't that big between like jameer gibbs kendra miller devin a chain like those guys i think they're all relatively close i would take any of them that's why i i don't think like forcing rb2 at 104 is the play right there's obviously a tier after 103 and i don't mind trading down from that 104 to like that 106 107 range if someone wants to go there um but like I said earlier, like there's also a lot of good running backs. A lot of good running backs. So how do you rank it going past Jameer Gibbs? I mean, what is it looking like for the next four or five guys as we have a frozen cane? Assuming Gibbs is his number is two. The one, is the two, right? yeah. I know he's a big Charbonnet guy. And when he unfreezes. Zach Charbonnet is my RB6, like five, six Ooh. in that range, right? Like, okay. but like there's so just so have, many running going? backs. Well, things are changing right now. It's Bijan Gibbs, Kendrick Miller, Devin Chain, Zach Charbonnet. Um, I'm probably wow. moving down Chase Brown since he sucked at the senior bowl. Um, then Sean Tucker, Zach Evans, Izzy Abanacanda, Tank Bigsby, Roshan Johnson, Kenny McIntosh, Taiji Spears, Deuce Vaughn. Wow. This feels like a lot of names that you want on your roster. A lot of running backs. You know, it could be a lot of backups, but that need one injury and then they're starters. Exactly. And like any day two running back, like I'm going to draft, mm -hmm. right? Like they're going to all be going to be a tier to themselves. Yeah. Um, and I would rather take those than trying to figure out which wide receiver is going to hit. And they're all like 20, 21 years old, too. Oh, nice young team. Yeah, that is a good thing. We, it's not like we have a bunch of 23, 24-year-old running backs in this class. It is a bunch of early declares. Are you, you know, there was a lot of concern that NIL was going to keep people, but it's not the studs that they're keeping. It's the it's the the lower-level players or the fringe players that are being held back by the NIL. Not by held back, but being retained by some NIL money. The studs are still coming out early, and it's nice to see. It's not affecting our rookie drafts. We're not getting old dudes coming out because they're making an extra couple mil. I have a question for Kane. I want to know if he's a Quentin Johnston uh, believer. I think he could be like the next Devontae Adams and take over the league, or what? 6'4", 215. It's hard to say, but like, it's really aggressive. Size, Adams. 
size, speed. Like, he's probably going to be the wide receiver one on a team, which for me, that's good enough. He's got to have a quarterback. Uh, yeah. That's the one thing we've figured out. Well, then he's screwed on half the teams in the league because half the teams in the league don't have a fucking quarterback right now. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they're going to they're take time to get here. Like, we'll get a couple, two, three this year. That are absolutely legit. You're saying the 2026 class is the QB class of uh... <laughs> <laughs> So right about the time he's ready to sign his uh, his extension on his contract going into his fifth year or whatever, yeah. <laughs> That's through. pretty good. Like two per draft is good. 2024 class. Are there any can't misses besides Caleb Williams? In terms of yeah. running backs, wide receivers, I know we got Marvin Harrison, Worthy. Like, what are some can't miss prospects that are already out that are already like established first rounders for next 2024 class? Uh, so, if we're just looking at first rounders, like Marvin Harrison Jr. is a first rounder. Yeah. In rookie drafts in 24, like Raheem Sanders, Trevion Henderson will be there. We got Brock Bowers, the tight end. Amekic yeah. Buka is probably going to be a first-round NFL pick. Then it's kind of like, uh, what is the draft capital going to line up with for guys like Braylon Allen uh, from Wisconsin, Donovan Edwards at Michigan, Xavier Worthy, wide receiver at Texas? Like, where's that going to shape up, right? Um, is Quinn Ewers going to play well at Texas, right? Does his stock go up? So there's, you know, you have guys that are going to keep going up, like Malik Neighbors at LSU. Dorian Singer, the wide receiver transferring to USC, is going to have a huge boost. So already pretty solid class. You're going to have new starting quarterbacks at both Alabama and Ohio State. Both of them are going to be 2024 eligible. So do we see a one and done? I don't know. The LSU quarterback, real fast. I hadn't heard much about him. Then all of a sudden, I start. To, I'm starting to see him like pop up. Is he going to be anybody? Is he just a whatever guy? Jalen no, Daniels. He's just a runner. He came from Arizona State, where he ran there too. I just have him. I, I have him on one of my teams. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen sink league, and I got that guy. Hey, try and add him to a trade as a little sweetener. The value goes up a little bit, or he's in the news. Yeah, just sprinkle him in. All right, Carson Beck. Is he gonna be anything going to the NFL, or is he just the? What do we think? As Carson a Georgia Beck. fan, asking, you know, what position does he play? It's a QB. Is he's he gonna QB. have wide receivers that are actually gonna get more than 500 yards apiece? No, this is Georgia. Don't, don't talk like that. Uh, so <laughs> probably not. Like, I like Carson Beck. I like Brock Van. I liked Brock Vandegrift coming out, right? Like, Georgia is just a tough spot for quarterbacks to go if you want it to translate to the NFL with their right. current system. And now, obviously, things are going to be a little bit different. Todd, didn't Todd Monken go there? Uh, he's le he's interviewing to leave. Oh, is that what's happening? Right now, yeah. I think he probably isn't gonna, is going to end up going. I think he's probably going to end up hiring, being hired out. Like, just with the current offensive system, like, it's not built for a quarterback to succeed, like, in yeah. draft capital. He's been the OC for a few years now, but he is about to – he's been interviewing, so I'm, I'm guessing he's going to get a, an OC job in the NFL. I made a trade. Did you get a trade? Trade. I made, I, I made a trade. Let's hear the trade. Earlier in the week. It was – it involved the 101. This was oh. the, the 101 and a second round pick. Okay. I don't know what the second round pick is. For the 104 and the 105. How many starters? This is 10 starters. I want Bijan. I want the 101. The 203. It was the 203. Okay. okay. It was the 104, 105 for 101, 203. I want the 101. I want Bijan, especially in a start 10. If this was that start 13, I, I would, you know, I would be tempted for sure. But you're still going to be able to get a decent player at 203. Yeah. Did you, which way did you go? Did you take the 104, 105? This was this was proposed to me. I had the 104, 105, and I traded okay. them away for the 101. Nice job. 203. 
I like it. Um, I figured, you know, and I, and I could use those those picks because it's a start three wide receiver, and so I, it was like a good spot. I had my eyes on on just going receiver receiver and just you know building some depth at that position because I have some decent running backs. But I was like, you know what? I'll kick Miles Sanders out of the flex spot, and there, there's Bijan Robinson right there. So boom, win. Yeah. And the 203, and again, it's a top 15 pick, it's 203, and we just talked about it. You know, there's plenty of players in that 203 range that are worth The, the value there is is heavily on the 101 side right now. You're talking about a late first, early second round startup pick versus literally uh, like a fifth and sixth rounder or something like that, fifth and seventh rounder. Yeah, Bijan, you got to think it's like already a easy RB1. Because by default, really, because it was JT – who had a little disappointing year and, of course, is now entering yeah. his fourth year in the league or whatever. It was and, pretty small for a couple of weeks. Right. And then, you know, you got CMC and, <laughs> I mean, it just, it's it's ugly because most of the good running backs are older. You know, you got Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, but Brees Hall's hurt. And yeah. Kenneth Walker plays for Seattle and doesn't catch passes. So, yeah, it's easy to just say, plug Bijan in at the 101. You know, 21-year-old running back who's going to get the draft capital and, all right. Well, man, Kane, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. You're a friend of the show. Um, and I, too, do reach out to you when I have some Debbie questions, too. Uh, you, you're gracious enough to get back to me. And so tell everybody where we can find you, Debbie Marketplace. Make sure you follow that show. It's a great pod. Yeah, so it's the Debbie Marketplace. Uh, wherever you listen to the show, go to that description and uh, click on the Discord link. It's free. You can join it. There's a paid section. You can pay $25 a year. We made it as cheap as we possibly could. $25 a year for all of our extra content. That means one extra podcast. That means rankings from Debbie rankings from me, Nelly, and Shane. You have C2C sleepers. You have an entire analytics database. Like, has everything that you could need scouting these guys. So that's $25 a year. Literally couldn't make it any cheaper. And if you want to win, yeah, if you want to be a winner, then you got to follow this guy. And if you want to be a loser, then just keep on doing what you're doing. But right now, we're out of here, baby. Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers talking dynasty football.